Who is the next TJ Hawkinson? Your boy Smitty knows a little bit about TJ Hawkinson. According to Fantasy Pros, no one in the entire fantasy industry had TJ Hawkinson ranked higher than I did walking into his sophomore season. Number one in tight end rankings in 2020, number six in quarterback rankings in 2020, and number one in the entire fantasy football industry in tight end draft rankings over 2019, 2020, and 2021 averaged. What about running back in 2020? Shut up, Bob. We know tight ends here on the Fantasy Football Show. We go to the mountaintop and await the vision, the message. Went to the mountaintop last night, had a vision. The 2023 version of TJ Hawkinson is on the screen right here. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Take a lap. I'll tell you right now, there's a group of tight ends not even listed that all have the potential to be the next TJ Hawkinson. I mean, Dalton Schultz, Dawson Knox, Trey McBride in Arizona. Some would say Dulcich. A lot of okay, you know, deep grab guys, but none of those guys screamed TJ Hawkinson. I love Taysom Hill as a sneaky play. I love Dalton Schultz as a sneaky play. Just because I didn't mention somebody on this list doesn't mean that they're not great. And if I kick somebody off and eliminate them from being the next Hawkinson, because I'll narrow this down, doesn't mean I don't like the player. It doesn't mean I won't own a ton of shares of them in 2023. We're just trying to find a specific player that has the most TJ Hawkinson out of nowhere upside. Because again, TJ Hawkinson, no one was higher on the guy than I was. No one had him ranked higher because people were let down coming out of his rookie year. People are always let down when a player is supposed to be great especially their rookie year and they're not but tight ends are different and when i get to kincaid and darnell washington we're going to talk about what that means for them what to look out for what to expect but we got to first kick around a couple players and say okay are they good yeah are they the next tj hawkinson probably no but it doesn't mean we don't love them it doesn't mean they can't even be top five six seven isaiah likely not likely to be the next TJ Hawkinson, but very likely to be a guy you want to stash and wait and hope he gets a shot. This is a guy that could flourish if given the opportunity, but he's far from anything close to being the number three tight end in fantasy football or number two or some would say the number one dynasty tight end tj hawkinson likely he's got a lot of upside but not that much evan ingram we love the guy just take a look at his 2022 numbers 17 games 98 targets 73 receptions 766 receiving two 100 yard games and four touchdowns monster could he grab 80 for 800 and, and five or six touchdowns, absolutely. This is a near league-winning tight end if you get him very late. But can he qualify as the next TJ Hawkinson? He's 28 years old, so in the context of longevity, the next Hawkinson, he can't qualify at that capacity. He's 28. He's probably more likely to have one or two more good years and fall off than to have some kind of four, five, six-year run and be a, a top three or four, top five tight end for that, that amount of time. I just don't see it, but I love him for 2023. He can win you a league in 2023. He could get top five or six tight end numbers in 2023, but I don't think he qualifies as the next TJ Hawkinson. And in search for the next TJ Hawkinson, my mindset is that we're getting a guy that's on the rise. He could be top five. He's also got some longevity. Grab Ingram in 2023, though. Top five, top six, tight end season loading. Pat Fryermuth, man. I love this kid. 24 years old? 24, 24 years old. 6'5", 260. Big boy. Big bad boy. Big boy that pulled in 63 receptions, 7th. 32 and two touchdowns. 
big bad boy. Not a great touchdown total, but his rookie year, he pulled in seven touchdowns. And the crazy part is he only had three more receptions in 2022 than he did in 2021. But look at the yardage difference. 732 versus 497. As long as Pickett feeds him some touchdowns in 2023, as Pickett matures, we're looking at a consistent 65 reception tight end for 750 to 800 yards and probably four or five touchdowns. That qualifies as potentially the closest thing to Hawkinson we've found so far. I don't know that he's going to remain the top dog, but he certainly is a candidate to be the next TJ Hawkinson. And he's got a lot of time left to get better. And he proved yardage-wise he can get better. And he proved consistent. Pat Fryermuth, you are now the top dog so far. Doesn't mean it'll last. Aconquo. Aconquo is six foot three, two thirty eight, twenty three years old. Fourth round rookie pick. Lots of upside. Thirty two receptions, four hundred fifty yards, and three touchdowns. Not the best rookie season we've ever seen, but a lot of upside. The problem is he plays for Tennessee, and the quarterback situation is not good in Tennessee. Not long term, especially long term. However, keep an eye on this guy. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm spoiling it. He's not the next TJ Hawkinson yet, but he could be if, let's say, Lamar Jackson's acquired by the Tennessee Titans or they sign him to an offer sheet after the NFL draft or during the draft or before the Titans trade for the Cardinals' number three overall pick, which is a real possibility because this is the one team that I think is going to be very, very likely to to call the Cardinals when Anthony Richardson's still on the board at number three overall. If that happens, a Conquo to the moon. So a Conquo and Friermuth so far are the top dogs. I'm going to give the edge to Friermuth but if a quarterback situation occurs or unfolds like I suggested to the moon Darren Waller we can't consider Darren Waller I wanted to put him on here because he's gonna have a nice little year in 2023 but he's gonna be 31 years old when the season begins he can't be the next TJ Hawkinson but he's so undervalued in 2023 I wanted to bring him up and say that like if he was younger and had more time we'd be certainly putting him atop this list but injuries are likely he's older but very good 2023 value Jelani Woods I like an, an awful lot dude is six foot seven 253 big bad boy arguably the biggest tight end in the National Football League him and Darnell Washington the incoming rookie are the six seven twins big bad boy and while his 25 receptions for 312 and three TDs won't knock your socks off. He, like a Conquo, would see a whole different ranking and approach by me in terms of drafting him if his quarterback situation changes dramatically in the next couple days, weeks, and months, right? Now, that could be Levis for the long term. Maybe Anthony Richardson either falls or the Colts trade up for him. That I would love. That would put Jelani Woods in my locked-in three or four overall tight end sleeping giant monsters to become the next TJ Hawkinson. Right now, he ranks below a Conquo and Fryermuth, but a whole lot of upside and we just wait and see if anything develops at his quarterback position. So we're putting him on the list, but we're going to put him uh, below Fryermuth and Conquo. Kincaid, I mean, this is a rookie tight end. Ignore the fact that he looks like a high school gym teacher. Ignore the fact that he looks like he's 35 years old already. This guy, 6'4", 240, had himself a phenomenal college season in 2022 look at these numbers right here 70 receptions 890 and eight touchdowns he's a wide receiver essentially he is one of the i line up at tight end but i'm playing wide receiver that that is dalton kincaid again incoming rookie if he lands with the chargers to play with justin herbert he is the next tj hawkinson However, however, I'm not necessarily saying that I'm concluding this video with him on top. I said if, if the Chargers draft this kid at 21 overall, or he goes to a a very similar situation, then I think Dalton Kincaid in Buffalo or in Cincinnati, in LA, any of those three locations specifically, and he he would be my next 
TJ Hawkinson. Is he yet, though? I think I'm going to put him because of the upside, because of the fact that I feel like these guys need a few things to happen to get there. I'm going to put him above Aconquo, above Fryermuth, above Woods, but with a, a caveat that this is a, a more dynasty look at this than it is a 2023 look. If you need production in 2023, if you're looking for the next TJ Hawkinson in a redraft format, Kincaid's probably not going to be your guy. I think Aconquo and Fryermuth or Fryermuth over Aconquo even because Fryermuth's got the better quarterback situation right now. 2023, Fryermuth is the leader so far of everybody we've talked about so far, excluding Kyle Pitts because we haven't got to him yet. We haven't got to Komet yet. We haven't got to Darnell Washington yet. But of everybody we've talked about so far from a redraft state of mind, Pat Fryermuth is the, the closest thing so far to the next TJ Hawkinson. From a dynasty perspective, Dalton Kincaid so far is the next TJ Hawkinson so far. Just been Smitty approved. Those are your leaders so far. Let's stick on the rookie since we're already here. Darnell Washington, 6'7, 270. Remember when I just gave a couple other tight ends like Jelani Woods the I'm the biggest tight end in football. This is the guy. Immediately when he steps on the field, he's the biggest tight end in the NFL. 6'7, 270. Big bad boy. And he looked pretty agile at the combine. He, he blew a lot of people away. A couple of people said, oh, he's got slow feet. He's six foot seven, 270 pounds. He's got pretty quick feet for that size. And he's going to be an end zone machine. Like with Kincaid, if he goes to the Chargers to play with Herbert, he goes to the Bengals to play with Burrow, or he goes to the Buffalo Bills to play with Josh Allen, this guy could arguably shoot up to everybody's top. This is the next TJ Hawkinson slot. And I've been pushing this for a while. So if you know my content, you know this kid has been on my radar for a while. You know that he's got that potential, but like I always tell people when they ask me, hey, who's the next breakout tight end? Talk about the rookies, Smitty. Talk about the rookies. TJ Hawkinson, who are framing this entire video around, was a bust to a lot of people coming out of his rookie year because tight ends don't translate as quickly as wide receivers, quarterbacks, running backs. It's a different position and it doesn't translate as quickly. Coming out of rookie seasons, you really wanted to say, who gave me a flash of what is to come? And the reason I ranked higher than anybody in the entire industry, according to fantasy pros on tj hawkinson is because he passed my eye test even though he didn't do as well as people wanted for a rookie hawkinson to me when i looked at him i said oh my god no one sees him coming anymore because they wanted so much as a rookie he disappointed so they're walking away they're pulling the plug already but he showed flashes of what was to come that is the secret or one of the secrets to ranking tight ends and finding the next big breakout patience you can't expect in in a rookie season a guy to deliver the way that kyle pitts did Kyle Pitts had the best rookie season in the history of the NFL, in the history of fantasy football. People forget it. We're going to talk about that in a second, but he did. Rookies don't always translate as fast as you want them to, and sometimes it's their sophomore season. Most likely, they have a a string of games their rookie year where they don't they don't do much, and you get a little down on them. This guy's got all this upside to be below Fryermuth or around Conquo, around Jelani. Kincaid's higher for now. The difference between Kincaid and Darnell Washington will be where are they playing football? What quarterback that they get handed. Whoever gets handed the better quarterback is going to have the better opportunity, at least out of the gate. Now it's time to really dig in. 
Cole Komet is probably the closest thing to TJ Hawkinson. If you're going to sum total, put all of what Hawkinson did, what Hawkinson looked like, how Hawkinson was positioned walking into his second year. If you put all that together, this guy fits the mold the best. Doesn't mean I'm going to rank him number one yet. I want to be clear about that. But when talking about a, a player that is ranking very, very late, the expectation's very low. The expectation's pretty high with Kyle Pitts, so we're going to talk about Pitts last. The expectation for Fryermuth is kind of high, so it makes it hard to talk about Fryermuth as the next Hawkinson. The expectation for Unconquo is pretty high, so he's kind of a unique uh, player to talk about as well. Jelani Woods, the expectation is low. Kincaid and Darnell Washington, mixed bag. Some people love him. If you're talking Dynasty, they love him. If you're talking Redraft, they don't. But Komet, Cole Komet, is a doubted tight end that produced last year enough and gave us the flashes of brilliance that we saw out of Hawkinson in his rookie season. This guy was Justin Fields' only good pass catcher in 2022 he caught 50 balls for 544 seven touchdowns the presence of dj moore is going to do wonders for for cole Komet because now defenses won't say well who are we going to have to shut down today i guess cole Komet. now cole Komet becomes the number two option even if he starts off on fire defenses won't say let's shut down cole Komet. he's going to enter the game always as at most the second receiving option that a defense keys on and it wouldn't shock me one single bit if this guy had a 700 or 800 yard season with 70 plus receptions or at least 65 to 70 and 8 to 10 touchdowns meaning he does a little more in the touchdown and reception category but like Fryermuth, he kicks up his yardage about 200 yards averages way more yards per catch Cole Komet is screaming I might be the next TJ Hawkinson now before I lock anybody into place I want to talk about Kyle Pitts briefly Kyle Pitts is truly still in the sweepstakes to be the next TJ Hawkinson. How? You know who he is, right? Doesn't matter. He already had a big breakout rookie season. Doesn't matter. His ADP is all that matters. If he's going around six and yet he could be the next top one to three tight end, he's screaming, I am the next TJ Hawkinson. I'm the guy that nobody really sees coming to the degree that I'm going to bring it. Maybe you notice him more. Maybe you're drafting him more. Maybe he's not as obscure or crawling out of the abyss to become the next Hawkinson, but this has a very similar vibe to it. Think about it for one second. What did Hawkinson do as a rookie? Well, he didn't perform like people wanted him to perform, but he walked into his rookie season high expectations. He disappointed. What do people do? They didn't believe in him anymore. I think I had him at number three on my rankings on the Fantasy Football Show. Him and Waller, three and four. Nobody had Waller or Hawkinson higher, which is why I ranked number one that year on Fantasy Pros for tight end rankings. This guy disappointed. He had big, lofty expectations. He disappointed. What did Kyle Pitts do his rookie year? It's a little different because he actually delivered. But then year two, disappointment. Year two, he's supposed to be an absolute monster. People spent a third round pick on him. Some people had a late second round pick. In redraft on Kyle Pitts, he busted. He got hurt. Before he got hurt, he didn't do anything. But he had Marcus Mariota throwing him the football. Maybe Ritter's not some amazing quarterback, but Ritter in London started hooking up big time. From week 13 on, London was producing a pace of yardage that if you extrapolate it over an entire season, London would have had 1,400 plus yards. London was on fire in the yardage department. And while Ritter didn't throw any touchdowns his way, and we still don't know what Ritter's going to become, to judge Kyle Pitts off of a horrible year where they misused him, didn't throw him the football. He had Mariota in the in the lineup the entire time he was playing. And to judge him off that, it feels very similar. It feels very similar. Near identical to how people judge Hawkinson coming out of a rookie season and saying, where were you? We thought you were going to be some top five tight end as a rookie and you weren't. I'm out. 
Then I stepped in and said, hi. I'm Smitty. TJ, you want to take a ride on the bold prediction train? TJ, you want to be a moon man? I might have a space helmet that might fit you. Same thing's going on here. Even though it's a more obvious Kyle Pitts is Kyle Pitts. We all we all like him. He's not going to burn us again. He's going in round six. Adjust and adapt. Line in the sand, people. Line in the sand. What does that even mean? What is the line in the sand? It's simple. Let's say you put this at this line in the sand at like 5.5 and you say Kyle Pitts to me is not a good value in round three anymore. Not a good value in round four. I kind of, he's okay in round five, top of round five, but he's fantastic after that 5.5. That would be your line in the sand where a player goes from okay, okay, or bad, 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 okay, okay, then flips to good. Where's the line? Where do you draw the line that makes Kyle Pitts flip into an amazing value? And when his ADP is below that, you have a win a league home run, depending on how far away the ADP is from that line in the sand. Maybe your line in the sand for Pitts is like in dynasties, like in the fourth round. And if you can get him in round five, that's a steal. You never want to draft a player above your line in the sand, though. Let's call Trevor Lawrence's line in the sand in the fifth or sixth round. You don't want to draft Trevor Lawrence at the top of three when you're lying in the sands over here, you wouldn't because you're like, no, I don't like the value. I don't like the value. This is when in your mind you go, yeah, I love the value. That's lying in the sand. To suggest that Kyle Pitts can't be the next TJ Hawkinson, I call cap on that. That is cap. Because you're looking at a player that has an ADP in round six and most likely a line in the sand somewhere for a lot of us at least or for most people at the tail end of five call 6.1 when he flips into amazing value his adps in round six this guy can win you a league he can still be the number one tight end in dynasty he can still be a top three tight end in redraft 2023 and if you judge him based on ritter then at least look to london stats at the end of the season when he played with ritter this guy can be an absolute steal and his line in the sand for me like i said somewhere in the middle to late round five puts him in a very comfortable position to disappoint me let's say in touchdowns i don't think somebody can say with a straight face that this can't be the next tj hawkinson because he's known because people have already loved him because he already had a great rookie year he's doubted so much in 2023 that you can get him around six, even though he still probably has the upside that everybody paid for last year. I'm not saying pay for that upside. I'm saying take advantage of the new, not only line in the sand that you have, but the new ADP that's a lot lower than that line in the sand. If I had to rank these guys in order, who's the next TJ Hawkinson? Kyle Pitts ranks number one. Cole Komet ranks number two. He's going to have a lights out year with Justin Fields taking that next step with the offense taking that next step, moving the chains, living in the red zone, being a division-winning team. You heard me right. A deep playoff team in 2023. You heard me right. This is one. This is two. Kincaid's three. If you want to think more redraft and not wait on Kincaid, I'm not saying this is necessarily a dynasty-only number three ranking, but there's some risk that it takes more than one year, similar to Hawkinson. He might not. Depends where he lands. If Kincaid gets handed a Justin Herbert, a Joe Burrow, or a Josh Allen, he can get to this level his rookie year. It all depends on which quarterback Darnell Washington and, and Dalton Kincaid get handed. But if you want a safer redraft mentality, Fryermuth could be your number three. Aconquo could be your number three or four. Jelani Woods is, is a really nice pick still. But these are my top three. Pitts, 
Komet, Kincaid. Love this crew. These guys wouldn't be on my list if I didn't absolutely love them all. I hope you've enjoyed this series so far. We're going to do some who is the next bus candidate at running back, the next Leonard Fournette, the next Zeke Elliott. We're going to do all those kinds of videos as well. This series will grow. We'll do tons of more versions of it. Get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com for your year-round fantasy football rankings, bold predictions, trade calculators, dynasty rankings, rookie rankings, super rookie rankings, redraft rankings, top 200 rankings, video courses on how to trade. On May 1, I'm dropping a ton of those video courses in the video course section, which will be made available on the homepage. Get that one-on-one text advice going. Also, get on over to Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY. Underdog will match up to $100 in your first deposit if you use promo code SMITTY. The link in the description of this video has promo code SMITTY attached to it. And if you want to draft with us late at night, we usually draft at midnight on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You need to be signed up ahead of time so you can get into the drafts on time. So click that link right now. Again, it's in the description. It'll attach the promo code for you and get you up to $100 bonus match dollar for dollar. But you only have to deposit 10 bucks if you want. You'll get a $10 bonus match. So sign up now so you aren't sitting there going, oh, I want to jump into this draft and you can't do it in time. And go get that merch, baby. Reese's Pieces, Kenneth Skywalker. Let's go. Kenneth Skywalker. You can also just click on the store tab on the YouTube page, especially on mobile, and you'll see all the merch right there. Kenneth Lightsaber swinging Skywalker. Now get out of here. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Smitty.